Hey, y'all. Welcome to the podcast, The Not-So-Empty Nest. I'm really glad that you came by to visit today, and I hope that by the end of this brief little time together that you will be feeling encouraged and reminded that you are not alone, no matter what season, no matter what troubles you're facing, no matter the struggles that are going on in your life, with your relationships, your finances, your health, and any other way, you are not alone. So recently, I went through a little period of struggling within myself about some choices that I've made. Well, in regards to my pursuit of writing and speaking, I've had some doubts as to the wisdom of trying so hard (laughs) in a field of ministry, which that is what I consider it, when maybe I should just get a job and bring home a paycheck. I want to share with you uh, what, how I felt like God helped me to deal with this time of wondering about my decisions, and maybe it will be something that you can use too. So we're actually going to end up looking at two different passages in Matthew. So I'm not in the Old Testament. I know that's a big surprise. But in Matthew, we're going to read two different stories. And the first one is found in Matthew chapter 13. And starting with verse 54, this is what it said. He, and by the way, that's referring to Jesus, Jesus returned to Nazareth, his hometown, and when he taught there in the synagogue, everyone was amazed and said, where does he get this wisdom and the power to do miracles? Then they scoffed, he's just the carpenter's son, and we know Mary, his mother, and his brothers, James, and Joseph, and Simon, and Judas. All his sisters live right here among us. Where did he learn all these things? And then, it says in the New Living Translation, and then they were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. Then Jesus told them, A prophet is honored everywhere except in his own hometown and among his own family. And so he did only a few miracles there because of their great unbelief. That one part really caught my attention when it said, and they were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. Okay, one of the things that I think that any of us who feel that we are pursuing, answering a call from the Lord might fall under criticism, a lot of criticism. It's almost guaranteed, as a matter of fact. Some of the things you write or say or create may offend others. And the truth of this, that Jesus, who was perfect in every way, Jesus, who was the Son of God, Jesus, who was the Word of God, Jesus, who was God Himself, still offended people. That brought me some amount of comfort because really, I don't know about y'all, but I'd really rather that everybody just like me. Now, I'm not going to compromise and I'm not going to change my ways to make you like me, but I sure would like it if you liked me just like I am. 
And sometimes when we feel like we're being criticized, it may want us to withdraw. Now, these words that describe the reaction of the people who had just been amazed by his miracles and the wisdom of Jesus, they were amazed, they were impressed, and yet they were offended. By what? What was the offense? It is interesting to read in the message, which says they got their noses out of joint. You have anyone around you with their noses out of joint? I have a few folks like that. This was Jesus' hometown, and these were people who knew him and his family, but they knew him as just a carpenter's son. You know, I'm just a mom. I'm just a Gigi. I'm just a regular person without a degree. (laughs) And that's who I could be identified as. And that's who they tried to identify Jesus as, just a carpenter's son. They had already decided that they knew all about who Jesus was. And when they saw the miracles and heard the wisdom of his teaching, they were astonished but not necessarily in a good way. They were offended. Now take a moment to consider that thought. They had already decided who Jesus was. Have you? Are you sure about the conclusion, conclusion you've arrived at? At that moment, they had a choice. They could believe that they were witnessing what they had hoped for, or they could refuse to believe regardless of what was happening right before their eyes. This morning, I'd like to challenge each of us to decide that we are willing to see Jesus for who he really is and refuse to limit our faith by what we think we already know or what others have simply told us. Throw away caution skepticism, being offended, and doubting your own abilities even as well, and all that you can't even reconcile yet and believe, choose to believe. He is what we've been searching for. He is what we have been hoping for. He is the answer to our prayers, and He is the one that we are trying to please. Even if you can't make sense of it, all that's happening right now, even if parts of you are so offended by the very idea of what has been done to you or around you or because of you, even if you are so offended by all of that, even if you have refused to believe until this very moment, even if you thought you already knew him before, we can choose to believe who he really is. We'll talk more in other episodes about who he really is. But I wanted to tell you one little quick thing, and then we're going to look at another passage in Matthew. Have you ever heard of imposter syndrome? I think I might have that, or at least sometimes I behave like that. It's kind of when you are doubting your own abilities and you kind of feel like a fraud. Like, you know, it'll come to me like, who do you think you are? Or what do you think you're trying to do? Kind of like those struggles I was telling you about at the beginning. Well, that is what people will sometimes put on us. And that is what sometimes we will put on ourselves. 
And when that happens, it is not necessarily a good thing. It is often a bad thing. Because, see, humility is good, a humble heart, but humiliation is a whole nother thing. Okay, so now let's have a look in Matthew chapter 25. We're going to look at another time when Jesus is doing some teaching and see what we can learn here. Now, I'm not going to read the entire parable, but it's commonly known as the parable of the three servants. And so what he's explaining here is that uh, a master went on a trip and he left three servants with some of his talents or gold or coins or something valuable, however you want to interpret that. One, he gave one bag to one, two, another two bags and the last five bags. And then it tells the story of what each did with it. Now, the verse that I want to look at in particular is verse 18. That's the first one I want to look at. And here's what it said. But the servant who received the one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. Okay. So let's let's continue and read a little bit more. Verse 19. After a long time, their master returned from his trip and called them to give an account of how they had used his talents or money or silver. The servant to whom he had entrusted the five bags of silver came forward with five more and said, Master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest, and I have earned five more. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I'll give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Verse 22, the servant who had received the two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest, and I have earned two more. The master said, Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. And then in verse 24, the servant with the one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man, harvesting crops you did not plant and gathering crops you did not cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. Look, here is your money back. But the master replied, You wicked and lazy servant, if you knew I harvested crops I didn't plant and gathered crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. And then he ordered and said, Take the money from this servant and give it to the one with ten bags. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given. 
and they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even with what little they have, it will be taken away. Years ago, I was studying this passage with my children. This was when they were still all home and all seven of them sitting around the table and we we would often start our homeschooling day with a Bible study. And so we were reading this and I remember that that moment very clearly because this verse really stuck out to me. As I was reading to my children, but the servant who received the one bag of silver, dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money, I looked up and found the eyes of my children watching my reaction to these words. Now, there are times in parenting when we must make ourselves vulnerable so that our children can be strengthened, and this is what I believe was one of those times. I told my children that I believed that I was the servant who dug the hole and hid what they had been given. I explained further that although I had a passion for word weaving, as I like to call writing, and felt that God had gifted me with an ability to inspire others through the written and spoken word, like the servant, I was afraid. What was I afraid of? Well, I was afraid of failure. I was afraid of criticism. I was afraid of looking foolish. I was afraid of the opinions of others when it came to my writings. And I was even afraid that someone may think too highly of me. And that's a lot of afraid. I suppose it is because I write so closely to my own heart. I write about my faith. I write about my family or families like mine. I write about foster care and adoption and racism. I write about broken families and broken children. I write, and when I do, I sometimes allow the reader a glimpse into the messiness of my life as a mom of many. I have taken a few steps out of the shadows of the forest of afraid. And I hope you'll consider doing that today, too. I've started blogging, and I've recently I have a uh, this podcast that's gotten started. I've had some experiences uh, getting to go and speak and share the word with others in person. And, of course, there's my Facebook devotional writings. And I'm ready for more steps, but that's going to require more courage. I'm determined to proceed towards my goal of writing as a calling on my life. I really believe that God places talents, silver, something of value, something that He can use into each of us. And then He expects us to invest it into others and therefore to profit and others will profit and we will make something big out of something little that he gave us or the Lord will actually make it big. Now, they may not always be the best of talents or the greatest of talents or the most educated or the most successful if we're measuring by the world standards, but that's okay. At least when my father says to me, come here, daughter, and show me what you have done with what I have given you. I hope to be able to say, look how hard I tried. 
I gave it my best effort. I took a risk instead of saying, oh, I was afraid. Now today, there may be something that the Lord has been encouraging you to do. The Holy Spirit may have been prompting you to give something or to invest in something or to be better trained or educated in something. Don't spend time in that forest of afraid. Be willing to take what little you do have, even if it doesn't compare to those who look so much more successful and more able and more capable. Take the little that you have and do something with it. I hope at some point in this podcast today, you have said right out loud, yeah, me too. Have a great week and I'll see you next week.